0: Welcome to Thoughts on Thriving, a holistic lifestyle and wellness podcast that's here to help you become the healthiest, happiest, most aligned version of yourself. I'm your host, Ava, a registered dietitian in training and health and wellness junkie. I'm so excited to have you here as I dive deep into meaningful conversations covering topics from nutrition and mental health to spirituality and self-development and everything in between with experts in many fields. I'm so happy you're choosing to learn how to thrive today. Let's get into the show. Hello everyone, welcome back to Thoughts on Thriving. I am back again this week with another solo episode, kind of like a follow-up to the last one. I did a wellness Q&A for the last episode where you guys asked me your questions on Instagram and if you haven't checked that one out, please go ahead and listen to that. But this week we'll be talking about one of the topics I talked about on the last episode and some of you asked me to kind of dive a bit bit deeper into this topic, so I decided to do a whole episode on it on non-toxic living and living a non-toxic lifestyle. So on that last episode, we were talking about skincare routines and I was talking about how all the skincare products I use are clean beauty products. They're the non-toxic versions of kind of generic products and I was also talking about how I do that with basically all of my products and have been trying to transition from using just anything on my body and on my skin and in my house to very specific products that I'm mindful about and of what the ingredients are. So I thought I would talk about that journey a little bit in this episode and give my tips for living a non-toxic lifestyle because I think it's not really spoken about enough and I don't think we're thinking enough about what we're putting on our bodies. I said this in the last episode but we think so much about what food we eat, um, if we're health conscious, you know, what we're putting in our bodies, but we're not thinking about what we're putting on our bodies. And that's really important because, like I said in the last episode as well, our skin is our largest organs and our olfactory receptors, which is what allows us to smell, that actually um, allows things to get into our bloodstream even quicker than uh, being absorbed by the skin. So, anyway, we'll get into all of this, but. I just think it's a really important topic. It's something that I learned about a couple years ago and started implementing, and I just kind of want to continue to spread this message because I think it's really helped me. And before I get any further into this conversation, I just wanted to thank the sponsor for today's episode magic mind magic mind is a productivity drink that i drink every day and i will talk to you guys a bit more about why i love it so much later in the episode but thank you magic mind for sponsoring today's episode also before i go any further i just wanted to say thank you all for continuing to listen and support the show and if you haven't already i would really really love it if you left a review left a five star rating and if you followed us on Instagram at thoughts.on.thriving, that's where you can get all the intel on what's going on with the podcast. And I post a lot of inspiring stuff over there and different tips and tricks, random things you'll see when you get there. And we are also now on TikTok at Thoughts on thriving on TikTok. So make sure you give us a follow there and support on TikTok as well. Okay, so now I think we're ready to get into today's topic, but I just want to preface this by saying that I am not an expert on this topic. I've done a lot of research, yes, and I think that with a lot of the things I talk about, I put myself through so much research before I talk about anything because that's how I like to learn is by really diving deep into one topic and just knowing everything about it and then talking about it with friends and you know, explaining it to other people. So that holds true for this as well. So I'll be sharing from my own research, my experience personally, but... Like I said, I'm not an expert and I would really love to have an expert on so we can continue the conversation. But my intention with this episode is to just kind of start the conversation, get everyone thinking about these things to just make people more aware. I think that's like my main goal with this because I was completely unaware of a lot of this information starting out. And I think it's just important for people to know because I think we need to take our health back into our own hands. A lot of information is misleading in our society today in our healthcare system and I could go on a whole nother rant about that and make a whole nother podcast about that but I'm not going to um, we're going to focus on non-toxic living today So on that note, I just want to start today's conversation by setting the scene for what we're dealing with here in developed countries when it comes to toxins in our environment. So the average person is exposed to millions of toxins daily, and this includes everything from cleaning products, cosmetics, personal care items, different fragrances, so many things. And we... Should kind of break down what a toxin is before I go any further. A toxin is basically any substance that has negative effects on humans, animals, plants, other organisms, and many toxins are poisonous substances that cause harm when you ingest them or when they're absorbed through the skin, which is why I keep bringing the skin up. So Some are naturally occurring chemicals that are naturally in food and water. And then other toxins are artificial. They're man-made chemicals that are produced for industrial use. And then they find their way into our water or into our food system. And um, these kind of man-made toxins include things like lead, mercury, arsenic, pesticides, radiation. That's kind of what I'm talking about there. But toxins is a very... It's a very broad term. It can encompass a lot of different things. Toxins can be heavy metals, like I said, lead, mercury, cadmium, aluminum. And aluminum is a tricky one because it's in so many generic deodorants. So that's one to look out for. There's also herbicides and pesticides, which are really hard to stay away from these days. As well as substances like PCBs, which are polychlorinated biphenyls. POPs which are persistent organic pollutants there's all these different acronyms and there's a whole range of endocrine disrupting chemicals which can interfere with our hormones and our hormone balance and these are things like phthalates parabens you definitely see these on uh, different labels like phthalate free or free of all parabens and that's what they're talking about. things like BPA are also endocrine disruptors. BPA is like in cans. That's bisphenol A. And these are all having significant impacts on our health and they've been identified to have significant impacts on our health. So that's kind of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about toxins. And there's a term toxic load, which is basically talking about the accumulated amount of toxins in our body systems that we've accumulated through the environmental pollutants and all the things that we've ingested. So our toxic load is different for everyone. Everyone has a different toxic load and it can include things like what we wear, the products that we're using, uh, the different chemicals and the paint that our house is painted with, and the furniture, the fabric on our Furniture fabric of our clothes like it's in everything the products that we're using day-to-day like shampoo and conditioner cleaning products Um, and then also exposure to chemicals through our food and drinks and Everyone has a different toxic load. Everyone's body also has different capacities to detoxify toxins So someone might have a higher toxic load than someone else living the in the exact same environment So that's another thing that I thought was really interesting So sure, it's interesting and all, but why do we care? So let's take PCBs, for example, polychlorinated biphenyls, one of the classes of toxic compounds that I'm talking about here. Studies of PCBs in humans have found increased rates of melanomas, liver cancer, gallbladder cancer biliary tract cancer, GI tract cancer, and brain cancer, and they also may be linked to breast cancer. So that's a direct correlation between these chemicals and a lot of different cancers, for example. Another one is the endocrine disruptors. That's another class of compounds, toxic compounds I was talking about. Endocrine disrupting chemicals can disrupt a lot of our different hormones. They can disrupt hormones by mimicking hormones, they can decrease the production of certain hormones in lots of different ways. And they've been linked to numerous different adverse health outcomes like alterations in sperm quality, fertility, abnormalities in sex organs, endometriosis, early puberty in children, altered nervous system function, immune function, different cancers, kind of like PCBs, as well as respiratory problems, metabolic issues, diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular problems, growth problems, neurological and learning disabilities, and other problems. So this is not to be taken lightly. These compounds can have very adverse effects on our health. So the reason I keep saying that is because there is direct evidence of this. And I just wanted to give those two examples. I can't really go through all of the, I mean, I guess I could, but I'm not going to go through every single toxic chemical that is out there and talk about studies of what they're linked to. Those are two very big groups. The endocrine disruptors and the PCBs are two big groups of toxic chemicals, but there's so much more out there. There's a lot of things that we don't even know about and haven't even studied. So it's just important to be as mindful as we can to remove a lot of these toxins from our life to the best of our abilities. And I'll get to that towards the end of this episode of like, you know, it's not all or nothing it's not a big deal if you use some of these products every once in a while it's all about progress not perfection and that's really the message I'm trying to relay here because I don't want to scare anyone or anything you know we've been alive for all these years our bodies are very strong and resilient but it would be nice of us to be kind to our bodies and not expose them to as much so that they don't have to do as much work to remove all these toxins so they can focus on other things like making us feel healthy and full of vitality and help us digest our food better and do other things better instead of you know having to work overtime by removing all the different pollutants and toxins in our environment so that's that's where I'm coming from with all this and another thing I wanted to kind of touch on before we move on to how to live a non-toxic lifestyle. The U.S. specifically has very lenient regulations on products compared to a lot of other countries. Like in the EU, there's a lot of ingredients that we can use in skin products, on body care products, household products, things like that, and even in our foods that they don't allow in Europe. They don't have these ingredients and products there. So even if you go to a country in Europe, you're going to find products in general that are a lot more safe to use because they have more strict regulations. So that's another thing. The government and, the you know, our country is not on our side with all of this. It's all about where the money is and the money is in big pharma. A whole nother rant I can go on once again with the whole healthcare system. There's a lot of flaws, as we all know, or maybe we don't all know, but there are a lot of flaws in our healthcare system and in the way that things are being regulated. So I personally don't trust the way that the government is regulating these products and something that is FDA approved doesn't really mean much to me because the FDA doesn't really do much in in terms of regulating certain ingredients. So I wanted to make that point as well that It can feel kind of like a battlefield almost out there because, you know, the products are not on your side. The government is not really on your side in this. So you really have to be your own guru. You have to take your health into your own hands and you have to do your own research. So hopefully in providing this information, I can spark that in you to go ahead and look at some of the ingredients in your products to be more mindful next time you go shopping for household items or makeup or skincare or anything like that and you know there's so much autoimmune disease now there's so many skin problems allergies all these different things that weren't really as common years ago before all of these products started becoming so mainstream and widely used and I don't think there's a coincidence you know I think a lot of symptoms are caused by the ingestion or absorption of toxins so that's another thing to keep in mind is that making these lifestyle switches might actually help you feel better and remove certain symptoms it depends of course and I'm not a healthcare practitioner or at least yet and I'm not speaking from that lens I'm just saying that everything in the body and in the environment everything's more connected than we think is the point I'm trying to make So I hope that was helpful in setting the stage, kind of giving you a little bit more information about why this is important, why we should care. And now I'm going to tell you what we can do to help ourselves and to feel empowered in the decisions we're making. And that brings me to the idea or concept of toxin-free or non-toxic living. And Toxin-free living is when you live in a way that reduces the number of toxins you consume. It doesn't mean you're completely eliminating all toxins. That's impossible. And quite frankly, I have no intention of doing that ever because I would drive myself crazy. And so would you. So it's about reducing the toxic load we're putting on our body. And that's really the goal of every single tip I'm going to share today, all of the different information I'm going to be sharing with you all. So I am going to give my top eight tips to live a non-toxic lifestyle and within those I'll share recommendations and suggestions for brands and things like that. But the first tip is actually, it has nothing to do with non-toxic products and things like that, but this is a big way to decrease the amount of toxins we ingest when we're eating food. and that is to choose organic whenever possible. So this might seem very obvious, but it's really important to choose organic foods, especially with produce, because those pesticides have really harmful effects on our health and can cause lots of different chronic diseases. In fact, long-term low-dose exposure to pesticides can lead to brain tumors, lung cancer, prostate cancer, breast cancer, birth defects, learning disorders, asthma, other respiratory diseases, and other diseases. So we want to be really careful about decreasing the amount of pesticides we take in, and organic is a great way to do that. Even Target and Walmart these days have organic options. Like, it's very easy to find, and you can find it for not too expensive. And when you can't afford to buy everything organic, then The Dirty Dozen is a great way to see which foods have the highest amount of pesticides and buy organic for those foods. And then for other foods, maybe you don't buy the organic version. And the Dirty Dozen changes every season, I'm pretty sure. So it's good to check back um, every, you know, once in a while to see which foods are on that list at any given moment. And another good way to get organic for cheaper is to go to a farmer's market. That's one great way. And then two, the CSA programs, CSA boxes, they make it cheaper. You basically are making an agreement with a farm for them to provide you with local fruits and vegetables. And it's definitely a cheaper alternative to going to a grocery store and getting fruits and vegetables usually. So that's another thing that you can do. But organic is very important and i just wanted to make that point cuz with food that's one of the biggest ways we ingest toxins as well as you know ingredients that we can't pronounce and things like that but that aside i think with fruits and vegetables it's important to think about getting organic ones as well my next tip with food and i think this might be my only other tip on food cuz it's not really the focus of this episode but i did want to mention it cuz it is important but The next tip is to read labels. So specifically with the word natural versus organic, I always try to make this point when I talk about nutrition and I used to teach a class at UC Berkeley where I went to college about our food systems and things like that. And it was called Food for Thought. And so this is just some food for thought for you guys. Um, the word natural basically means nothing. So we want to be really careful when we're reading labels. There's so many different words thrown out there. Organic is even a label. when, If you think about it, it's things are labeled as organic. But that label comes with a lot more regulation. So the word natural, for example, in the United States both the USDA and the FDA, they don't have any rules or regulations for products labeled as natural. So basically anyone can really brand something as natural and that can mean absolutely nothing. And they can have heavily processed ingredients and they can still be quote-unquote natural. But something that's certified organic is very heavily regulated certified organic means that there's no toxic synthetic pesticides synthetic herbicides chemical fertilizers used in productions there's no antibiotics or growth hormones when it's in animals meats that we're getting so there's a lot of regulations so being careful about which words that we're taking into account when we're reading food labels is another really important way to ensure that we're getting the most natural food products possible and if we're being honest products that have labels on them are probably products we don't want to be eating as frequently we want to focus on whole foods things that come from the earth things that don't even have labels like fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grains and legumes and nuts and seeds and maybe some ethically raised grass-fed meat and eggs and things like that so that's kind of all I had to say on food. I want to talk about my third tip, which is probably my most dense uh, topic within this episode. And that is the products. So transitioning all of our cleaning products, personal care products, makeup, skincare, to the more natural non-toxic alternatives, that is a huge way to decrease our toxic load. So we talked about getting organic foods, Choosing things that have no labels or the labels are more regulated, not just choosing something that says natural because we know that that doesn't really mean much and then changing our products and becoming more mindful of what we're putting on our bodies. So I've alluded to this a few times, I feel like in this episode and in the last one, but most of the products that are generic, that are name brand, that are what we're using in our households today have toxic ingredients that are not good for our health in them so first of all i compiled a list of everything that could possibly have ingredients that are harmful and that i know there are non-toxic alternatives or clean alternatives to and i wanted to read that to you first before i talk about some of my favorite brands and what i like to use because i think that it's just crazy how many things can be hidden in things that we use every day First off, makeup. That's a big one. Skincare, like I've mentioned, body care products, lotions, body wash, soap, including hand soap, um, deodorant. That's a big one. Stuff that we use to shave, shaving cream, shampoo and conditioner, all hair care products for women or men who get hair treatments that can have a lot of damaging chemicals. I mean, if you smell The smell when you get a Brazilian blowout, you know that's not good for you. Things like sexual health products, condoms, lube, oral care products like toothpaste and even floss, perfume, cologne, sunscreen, lip balm, household cleaning products, pots and pans that we use to cook with, supplements we take, our water, The candles were burning, the hand sanitizer we're using, air freshener, things like chewing gum and mints, toilet paper even. It's it's crazy. So those are some of the things that I have transitioned over to using clean alternatives of. And that sounds like a lot. But like I said, I've been on this journey for a while. It's not like I just threw everything out one day and said, I'm going to go clean or I'm gonna go non-toxic but I definitely have been mindful since I started learning about this because I was just in shock I felt violated that any of these harmful chemicals can be in products and just be sold to us like this like does this not piss everyone off so that's where I have done most of my swapping. And now I just kind of want to run through some brands that I love because I feel like that's the most tangible thing I can share in this episode is what brands I love for a lot of these categories. I obviously can't give you every single brand I use and every single brand for every single product because that would take forever. Maybe I can share a little bit more on Instagram, on TikTok or something like that. Just let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. But for now, I'm going to give you maybe my top few brands for some of these main categories. So starting off with makeup, I love the brand Beauty Counter for makeup. They also have great skincare and body care products, but for makeup especially, they're a great clean beauty brand. I also love the brand Ilia. The brand Say is also good. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's S-A-I-E. Kosas is a great clean brand. 100% Pure is another really good one. That one's a really natural line. They make great eyeshadow specifically. Bare Minerals is a good non-toxic brand and so is Honest Beauty and Honest Beauty also has skincare and body care. They have things for babies as well. Um, It's Jessica Alba's brand, but she is a huge advocate for non-toxic and clean living. Her whole brand is based on that philosophy and it's found at Target, so it's not too expensive, which I love. So that's another good option. For skincare and body care, I mentioned this brand last week in the Q&A, but I love the Golden Secrets. That's a really great brand. They have lots of different body oils and face oils and things like that. The brand Living Libations is one of my favorite clean brands. It's the most natural organic brand that I've come across. The founder, Nadine Artemis, actually wrote a book about clean beauty and, and how all these chemicals are in our beauty products and disrupting our health. And she's very passionate about this as well. She wrote a book on it. I think it's called Renegade Beauty. And that would be a good book to read if you're interested in this. But she is amazing I've heard her on multiple interviews and her story is really cool and her brand is amazing and I really love living libations for their deodorant it's an amazing non-toxic deodorant that works really well like sometimes the products in this whole clean non-toxic space aren't as effective because you're not using harsh chemicals so it's hard to get the same results without them but you just have to find the right brands find the right product and it's definitely a trial and error but living libations deodorant has been such a win and it works really really well so that's another good one and they use the most pure essential oils in their products their deodorant i'm pretty sure is just essential oils but it works so well and it comes in this little roller ball. it's great Anyway, so I love them. I love Beauty Counter for skincare and body care as well. Like I said, the brand My Shell is also a good option. That one's a cheaper option for sure, which I love. It's more affordable and it's you can get it at Whole Foods. So it's very easy to access. And so is Mad Hippie. Mad Hippie is also not as expensive as some other ones. And you can find it at Whole Foods. Really great brand as well. Juice Beauty is a good one too. They have a good CC cream and they have great sunscreen as well. Osea Malibu is a good brand as well. All of their products are based on the ocean. They have algae products and scrubs and really good body oil as well and biosance is another good skincare line for clean skincare. And then True Botanicals is also good. True Botanicals has great body oils as well. I love their Radiance Body Oil. And the brand January Labs is a good clinical strength kind of skincare line that's clean. So it's it's non-toxic, but their products are very they're they're very high-end and they have actives in them. So if that's something you're looking for, if you have more acne prone skin or something like that, that's a good clean skincare brand as well. And on a similar note, the brand Clear Stem is also really great for anti-acne, anti-aging. They have a lot of clinical strength ingredients in their products as well. And their products are super effective while still staying clean, non-toxic. And particularly, I love their vitamin C serum. So I highly recommend that brand as well. And by the way, all the brands I'm talking about in this portion of the episode are things that I've actually used myself. So I'm not going to be talking about anything that I haven't had an experience with myself just because I don't want to say something is good when it's not so i just wanted to say that because there's so many other great clean brands that i just probably haven't tried so i really invite you to go do your own research look for different brands that might call to you that might be in your price range there's so many different ones at all different prices for all different purposes and i think just a little bit of research goes a long way but these are the ones that I love and that I've vetted and I've used a lot of different products. I'm a product junkie and have used a lot of brands that actually don't really work that well. So I'm not going to be talking about them today. So anyway, in the next category hair, I have two really great hair care lines and brands that I love that are clean, non-toxic, natural, that work really well. And those are and Acre. I recommend that to a lot of friends. And then Innersense is something I've started using recently. And Innersense is a great clean hairline. And I really love their shampoo and conditioner and their leave-in conditioner as well. So those are the two hair care brands. And like I mentioned earlier, things like condoms and lube can be, you know, can carry toxic chemicals. So I actually... Found a really great brand called Sustain that makes a non toxic lube. It's water based and they also make non toxic condoms, which is great. So, Sustain is that brand, and you can find that at Whole Foods as well. When it comes to home brands, home cleaning supplies, things like that, I love the brand Mrs. Myers. I've mentioned that before. That's a great brand. I love the honeysuckle scent, the yellow one. It just smells so good. And another great brand is Branch Basics. They have lots of great clean cleaning supplies. Method is another good one. You can get that at Target. Same with Everspring. That's another brand that you can find at Target and they have good products too. Dr. Bronner's is another good one. And so is 7th Generation. And that one's not too expensive, which I like. And then for sunscreen, I wanted to mention this because summer is approaching and people are are wearing sunscreen all the time and you want to be really careful about what you're putting all over your body and on your face for sunscreen. So with sunscreen, there's chemical sunscreen and then there's physical sunscreen. And the physical sunscreen is that zinc oxide, the white stuff that kind of leaves a white film on your face. And unfortunately, that is the cleaner option. The chemical sunscreens definitely have a lot of toxic chemicals that we don't want to put on our body. But within the zinc oxide, you want to make sure you're getting a product that is as few ingredients as possible. And I have a few brands I like of zinc oxide. I like the Michelle spray sunscreen. So this is for the body. Michelle makes a good spray zinc oxide sunscreen that Doesn't just make your entire body look white and look like you're wearing sunscreen. So that's a good one. I also like the brand Goddess Garden for sunscreen, for body sunscreen. And then for the face, I mentioned I like Juice Beauty and they have great sunscreen for the face. But I also really love the Elta MD sunscreen. This is great for acne prone skin as well as just anyone's skin. The white dissolves so well. It just like becomes translucent really quickly it doesn't make your face look white they have a tinted version for people who want that sort of look but the elta md is really really great and it doesn't feel like sticky on your skin which i really appreciate Okay for toothpaste that's another one where it kind of sneaks in but for toothpaste I really like using the brand Revitin and they make a great clean toothpaste that is made with probiotics as well for your oral microbiome which is fun and that's the toothpaste I use but I also really like the brand Lumino and Primal Life Organics makes a good natural toothpaste that one's a little bit more It's a little more natural. It's like a powder, and they have charcoal in it and things like that, and it doesn't taste all that great, but it works really well. Like, my teeth feel really clean after using that one. Living Libations also makes great oral care products, so definitely check those out. That brand is just its so good. Um, And then Dr. Bronner's also has good toothpaste as well. Okay, the last category I wanted to talk about Within this section is candles and really anything that has a fragrance. So this goes for perfumes colognes things like that anything that has a synthetic scent contains phthalates usually and phthalates are a group of compounds that are endocrine disruptors so like i said they can cause things like reproductive issues decreased sperm count infertility endometriosis things like that so we want to be careful about endocrine disruptors and with fragrances it's tricky when it says fragrance or parfum that word as an ingredient We don't really know what's in that. And as consumers, we can be tricked to think that that's like one ingredient when there's a lot of different things in that. And as manufacturers, they're not forced to tell us what the ingredients necessarily are within that. So when we don't know, it's hard to tell what we can do. So I like to use things that have a scent from essential oils only because essential oils are a much more natural way to get a fragrance in whether it's something like an air freshener i love diffusing essential oils in a diffuser instead of using air freshener or if i have a candle i like to use candles that are either made with essential oils or are known to be free of phthalates because that's something that i'm trying to avoid with things that are fragranced a great phthalate free candle brand that i love is pf candle co their candles smell amazing and you've probably seen them around they're very aesthetic you can find them kind of all over um, and they're so good so I really really like that brand and those were kind of the only categories I wanted to share brands on I could go on and on maybe I'll do a post on Instagram about it maybe we can chat in the DMs if you're curious about other types of products I think another big category is supplements because they add so many things into supplements that are so not necessary so it's important to use brands that don't really have any additives and fillers and extra stuff that we don't know, you know, where it's coming from. A great supplement brand that I use every day that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode is Magic Mind. So I just wanted to talk about why I love Magic Mind so much and give you a little bit more information on the brand and their amazing product. So magic mind is the world's first productivity drink they're these little shots that contain these amazing brain boosting ingredients adaptogens that help decrease stress nootropics that boost blood flow and cognition and matcha which helps keep you focused i take one every morning when i go to work and i feel like they just help me stay focused and productive all day long and i really like that it's not too heavy on caffeine it's not like an energy drink or anything like that and it really works you guys and they taste great you can take it as a little shot by itself you can make it into a matcha latte or mix it into your favorite beverage sip it throughout the morning whatever works for you it just helps you stay more focused on what you're doing and get into a flow state much more easily and they work in about 15 to 30 minutes and the effects are best felt when you use it consistently after a few days in a row so if you guys are interested in using Magic Mind. You can actually go to their website, www.magicmind.co slash thriving to get a discount code for 20% off since you're a listener of Thoughts on Thriving. That is www.magicmind.co slash thriving. Or you can just use the code thriving20 at checkout to get 20% off. Thriving20 is the code thriving I N G two zero so that you can try magic mind today and get into your flow state so wrapping up on the topic of clean products i just wanted to suggest a few stores and places that you can get clean products at where you know all the products will be non-toxic there is a great store it's online but there's also I know there's a store in New York City. I don't know if they have other storefronts. It's called Credo and they carry a huge range. It's kind of like Sephora, but for clean beauty products clean beauty, clean skincare, things like that. So I really love Credo for that reason. And there's a similar store called the Detox Market. Once again, not sure if it's only in New York, but I know there is one in New York for sure. And that one also carries a ton of different clean beauty clean skincare, clean body care products and i love both of those for those kinds of products and then there's a great service kind of like thrive market if you've heard of that it's an online store called grove the grove collaborative i think is the full name they have great products a lot of eco-friendly products lots of clean products and they are basically a delivery service that delivers household cleaning products and toilet paper and paper towels things like that they have a ton of different things but that's usually what i get from them and they have great deals too Um, it's a great cheap way to get all those items delivered to you and you can do subscriptions and they have great deals on that so those are kind of the three i wanted to highlight for just finding and curating and sourcing clean items Now, next tip I have is about water actually. So tap water can have a lot of gross stuff in it. So if you're drinking tap water right now, especially if you're living in a big city or something like that, I would stop immediately and filter your water. This might seem intuitive and it might be like, duh, everyone filters their water, but I don't think everyone filters their water. And I think that People don't really realize there's things like heavy metals in water like mercury, lead, arsenic, and also various infectious bacteria can be found in water. So it's really important to filter water if you don't have like a home filtration system, which I mean, I don't. I live in an apartment in New York City and I'm not going to install a water filtration system. It's important to get a good pitcher that can help filter your water. So I like to use the Thera H2O purified water gemstone technology pitcher it's by the brand therisage 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 i don't really know how to pronounce it brita is great like if you have a brita that's fine but this is kind of like a level above brita it's gone through a ton of research and development and it not only filters out all the heavy metals harmful chemicals like fluoride lead chlorine pesticides things like that but it also mineralizes the water for you, so it makes the water more hydrating, which I really like, and the filtration system is very advanced, so I feel better using this, but I also use a Brita, so it's I have both in my apartment, so just filtering your water is very important. The next tip I have is about plastic, so... Plastic is everywhere, and plastics can contain endocrine disruptors as well, and carcinogenic chemicals that can leach into our food and into our water, whatever we're putting into the plastic. So, BPA, like I mentioned before, which is bisphenol A, has actually been proven to mimic our hormones and be an endocrine disruptor, cause problems reproductively, developmentally, metabolically, and A lot of plastics are now BPA free, which is great, Um, but there's still concerns that the BPA is just being replaced by other harmful chemicals that we don't really know as much about or that we don't have as much research on. So I would suggest using containers that are made of glass, water bottles that are made of glass or stainless steel or bamboo, things like that. Um, For Tupperware, I always use glass Tupperware for that reason and storing food in glass in the fridge or whatever or even when you're buying food at the grocery store, making sure it's not in plastic. I mean, I have to be better about this myself, so I'm not trying to act like I don't buy anything in plastic, but it's definitely something that I keep in mind. Of course, convenience, you know, some things are just more conveniently purchased when they're in plastic but just keeping that in mind because plastic can disrupt our health and cause health problems as I mentioned. If you are going to use plastic it's important not to heat it so don't put a plastic Tupperware into the microwave. That's a good way to prevent leaching into the food and then also not putting plastic into the dishwasher. That's another way to prevent it from having more harmful effects than just putting the food in there. Okay, so I have three more tips and I want to try to keep these last three quick because I also want to talk about some of the things that helped me on this journey and just kind of give my advice to anyone on this journey. So anyway, the sixth tip is to look at the fabrics that you're using. So a lot of clothes and towels, things like that are made with conventional cotton and other materials that aren't so great for our skin and our health. And the tip here is to try to source things that use natural fabrics, organic fabrics when possible. When I was researching this, I found out that conventional cotton is treated with 10% of the pesticides out there in the world and almost 25% of the world's insecticides. So that's very alarming. We don't want that on our body. Our skin absorbs what goes on it. I've said that a million times, I feel like. So we want to make sure we're choosing fabrics and things that we're putting on our body that aren't going to harm it. So things like towels, underwear, those are the important ones because those go directly on your skin. I mean, most clothes do, but I think underwear, you wear that literally all day long. And then with towels, it's important because most towels are made of cotton. So the towel brand I like is Bowl and Branch. It's a little pricey, but the towels are so soft and so worth it. And then I buy a lot of my underwear these days from Packed. P A C T, that brand makes great organic cotton underwear. So that's another important thing to keep in mind. Organic cotton is also softer in general and it's more durable than conventional cotton because of its longer fibers. So that's kind of all I had to say on that topic. That's something that you can obviously do more research on. The next tip though is something i do want to focus in on because this really needs to be talked about more and it's not and i feel like i've said that multiple times as well but this is all about emfs so emfs are electric and magnetic fields they're invisible areas of energy produced by electricity so anything that uses electricity will emit an EMF, an electromagnetic field. And EMFs are harmful to our bodies because they've been found to influence metabolic processes in the human body and have different effects on our cells through a range of mechanisms that end up disrupting the chemical structures of our tissues. A lot of electromagnetic energy absorption can change the electrical current in our bodies, which causes damage to our cells, damage to our DNA. And A lot of recent studies have shown that EMFs have been proven to cause the generation of reactive oxygen species in the body. And reactive oxygen species are basically a fancy word for oxidative stress, damage to our DNA, which we don't want. We want antioxidants. Things like blueberries that have a lot of antioxidants are trying to counteract exactly these Species, these reactive oxygen species. So, we don't want these in our body. We don't want damage to our DNA, but EMFs are causing that. And the effects of EMFs haven't been studied as widely as they should be, but from what we do know, they cause cardiac stress, decreased sperm motility, decreased brain function, disruption of sleep distortions in fetal development if you even put a plant next to a wi-fi router they don't grow as much so these fields these electromagnetic fields have quite an impact on our health and people aren't really talking about it so many appliances that we use that use electricity create emfs and these include things from our cell phones to radio communication devices electrical appliances like our microwaves 5G towers, 3G, 4G towers, um, things like air traffic control, cell towers, Wi-Fi routers, all these things. And if you think about it, if you live in a city, you probably live near a lot of these things or are surrounded by EMFs. I mean, if you have a, an apartment with Wi-Fi, if you have a cell phone, you are exposed to EMFs on the daily. So, Once again, not to scare anyone, but just to bring awareness to this, because I do think it's really important. And once again, there's things that we can do about it so that we can be a little bit more mindful. So things like turning your phone on airplane mode when you go to sleep. That's a huge way to decrease EMFs in your field. Or you could buy something called an EMF harmonizer or an EMF protecting device. I have something from a brand called Hedron that I put behind my phone in my phone case. And it's called the phone harmonizer. And it has been shown to protect from about 99% of the radiation that comes from your phone. So little things like that. Other quick things that you can do is not bring things that have EMFs or emit EMFs like your laptop or phone things like that in direct contact with your skin as much so try to be hands-free when you're talking on the phone put headphones in it sucks because things that have bluetooth also emit EMFs like airpods so I've been trying to use cord headphones a little bit more because that's definitely much better and I've noticed that when I wear airpods my ears literally start to hurt and I think a big part of it is the radiation that's being emitted from them another tip is to put your phone as far away as possible from you when you go to sleep if you can get an alarm clock that isn't your phone that is a good option and then also not putting your laptop directly on your lap i always feel weird about putting my laptop on my lap i'm like this is where my eggs are you know like i don't want to ruin anything down there so i always put a pillow or something like that in between my lap and my laptop If i ever want to sit and go on my computer another tip with that is to avoid putting your phone in your pocket i know that's hard especially for guys but i try to put my phone in my purse or something like that once again these are things that i'm trying to work on really consciously as well it's never going to be perfect but these are all just little things that i want to offer so that you can take what you want and what works for you and leave the rest behind I think what's scary about EMFs is that we don't really know the power that they hold because we haven't had phones and laptops and all these things for all that long. So we don't know the long-term health consequences. So in my opinion, with this kind of stuff, it's always better safe than sorry and just doing the best we can. So that is my little spiel on EMFs. I thought that was a really important one that I really wanted to touch on. And my last tip on how to live a non-toxic lifestyle has to do with detoxification. Now, detoxing gets a bad rep in the wellness world these days because everyone is like, no, you don't need a detox, your liver detoxes. And I completely agree. I don't think anyone should go on a juice cleanse to detox their system. But I'm not talking about that kind of detox. I'm talking about the lymphatic system. So we all have this built-in detoxification system in our body. It's a whole organ system called the lymphatic system. And we have lymphatic ducts, lymphatic vessels, lymph fluid. And the whole purpose of this whole system is to get rid of toxic waste from our bodies. And the thing with the lymphatic system is that it needs stimulation. Now, it works well on its own, obviously, we cannot think about any of these things and the lymphatic system will still work but what happens is that lymph fluid gets backed up it gets clogged up in the body the lymphatic system can get slow and that's what can cause the buildup of a lot of toxins in our bodies so us giving our lymphatic system a little nudge is going to help our body to excrete those toxins a little bit more efficiently it's going to help us get that lymphatic Fluid moving, get the circulation going, and decrease our toxic load as a result. Now, how do you stimulate the lymphatic system? Well, there are a lot of free, easy things that you can do to stimulate the lymphatic system. This is a whole topic in and of itself. I really want to have a lymphatic drainage expert on because I think this is a key part of our body that we've kind of forgotten about and aren't really thinking about. But if you are into beauty. A lot of people are into gua sha these days. And gua sha, I think I mentioned this in the episode last week, it's like using this stone to sculpt the face and move the fluid in the face. And that is essentially stimulating the lymphatic system in the face. And that is the basis of all the different kinds of ways that we can stimulate the lymphatic system, is to try to get parts of our bodies moving to help that fluid flow. The Easiest and biggest way that we can stimulate the lymphatic system and stimulate lymphatic drainage is by exercising. Specifically, walking helps to stimulate the lymphatic system, and so does jumping on a trampoline. So if you've heard of a rebounder, there are these trampolines that specifically are made for exercise, yes, but also to stimulate the lymphatic system. Another free, easy thing you can do is you can search up lymphatic drainage massage on youtube and you can find tutorials on how to massage your body in a way that assists the lymphatic system in its drainage so you can do that on your face you can do it on your abdomen area your whole body basically there are different points on your body where your lymph nodes are and you want to stimulate the lymph nodes to help them get the circulation going other ways to stimulate the lymphatic system are hot and cold showers you could also use a sauna and that'll help boost your lymphatic system, but a hot shower will also do the trick. Same thing goes for a cold plunge, but a cold shower also does the same thing. And there's also something called dry brushing, which helps stimulate the lymphatic system. You essentially take a brush and it's dry, your body's dry, and you're brushing your body upwards towards your heart at every part of your body, except for on your front side, where your abdomen is, your chest, you're gonna go down. This will probably make a lot more sense if you watch a video on YouTube or TikTok or something about it, but that is another good way to stimulate the lymphatic system. And last but not least, deep breathing is another good way. Like I said before, our bodies need help. Our bodies have three times more lymph than blood, but we don't have an organ to pump it. And that's a big reason why we need to help stimulate it. And the very action of just deep breathing, that pumping action, will help the lymphatic system transport those toxins into the blood before they're detoxified by the liver, so that also helps stimulate the lymphatic system. All right, so that was it, and I know that was a lot, so it wasn't it, but that was all I have in terms of my tips and the ways that I like to live a non-toxic lifestyle or aim to live. A non-toxic lifestyle. I just wanted to give a few pieces of advice before I leave today on things to kind of remember and keep in mind when embarking on this journey. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it's not about perfection. It's about progress with all of this because the stress of making sure you're using the cleanest products possible and being super hyper fixated on what you're using is probably going to cause you more damage and more harm than the actual product that is quote-unquote toxic. So really don't stress about it. It's about making decisions that are going to help your body from a place of love, not from a place of fear. And we want to do what we can because unfortunately our world isn't laid out in a way that fosters our utmost health. We kind of have to be our own advocates. But of course when Life happens, it happens. And for example, when I travel, I'm not going to be a stickler on all the products that are at the hotels that I'm at or that I'm being exposed to. If someone is cleaning with Clorox instead of with the non toxic equivalent, it's not something that I'm worried about or really thinking about. It's more when I have control over it and when I'm buying products and voting with my dollar, that's when I'm being more cautious. That's when I'm keeping all these things in mind. And whenever I can so it's not about perfection it's about progress our bodies are very smart they know how to detoxify like I said our livers are meant for detoxification we want to help our bodies so that they don't have to take on more than they need to but at the same time you're not gonna die and you've been using a lot of these products your entire life probably up until this point and you're okay so I just wanted to give that little pep talk before I go because like I said before, the last thing I want to do is instill fear in anyone. I want you to feel empowered in having this information. And my next piece of advice is that it's actually going to become a lot easier as you go on this journey, if that's your goal, if you want to continue to eliminate some of these products and replace them with cleaner alternatives, i noticed that when I stopped using a lot of these products, my body started to become more sensitive. I became more aware to the toxins in these household products, in these makeup products, all these things. And for example, the smell of Tide laundry detergent, it literally, I can't have it on my body or on my skin because it causes an allergic reaction. I do have a sensitive body in general, but I also think it's because I've become so used to using these cleaner alternatives that my body is very in shock when I'm not using them. So at least in my experience, this has been motivating because it just motivates me to continue to want to use these non-toxic clean alternatives. Another piece of advice to make it easier is to choose the products that are the easiest for you to switch first so if you're obsessed with your perfume but you're like oh it has all these toxic ingredients whatever like I still have a couple products that I'm still not letting go of but for me for example it was really easy to replace my shampoo I needed a new shampoo anyway my old one wasn't working I was like let me just try this new clean alternative it worked great And that was super easy for me. So things like that, where it's like finding ways to make it easy and fun, I think are going to be really helpful in this whole journey. And taking it slow is another thing that I really suggest. I took it really slow with all of this. And I think that's a big reason I've stuck with it. So going slow and taking it one product at a time is another big suggestion I have for anyone who's trying to go on this journey. Last but not least... Instead of reading labels and looking at individual products, I find it much easier to find brands that just are clean and use clean ingredients and that you can trust and getting to know the brands instead of getting to know the individual products. It makes it a lot easier so I don't have to actually look at a lot of ingredients anymore because I'm personally vetting these brands. So a lot of the brands I told you about today are brands that I've looked into a lot and done a lot of research on. And you can do your own research. I mean, there's so many brands out there and different ones are going to work for different people. But I think it's easier to know that you can trust the brand so you can trust every single product in their line and you know you'll be okay. Now, I know I said last but not least, but this is actually the last thing. There are a couple of resources that I love to use when I'm looking at new brands, new products that I'm looking into to see if they are up to my standards, how clean they are, what the ingredients are like, and if there's any toxic chemicals in them. And those are the EWG Skin Deep app where you can research the safety of the product and it has a big database of a lot of skincare products, things like that in there. And then there's also the Think Dirty app, and that's a great app that allows you to just scan product barcodes. So it's a little bit easier, especially if you're out shopping, and it is sort of the same premise, and it has a big database of a lot of different products, and I like to use that one as well. And then for the food, I mentioned the Dirty Dozen. The EWG has a whole shopper's guide to pesticides, and they have the Clean 15 list that's updated every so often. The Clean 15 is a list of 15 of the least heavily sprayed fruits and vegetables of that season, so that kind of helps you see what you can not get organic if you can't afford it or if you're out and they don't have the organic version, and then they also have the Dirty Dozen, which I mentioned, which are the 12 most sprayed fruits and vegetables, and those are the ones that you really want to focus on getting organic when you can, So, we have just hit the hour mark, and I think this is a great time for me to stop talking. I've been talking for so long, and I worked really hard on this episode and compiling all this information for you all. So, I hope that it was helpful. I hope you learned something new. Once again, kind of like I said last week, I really try to make these episodes that I'm doing, the solo episodes, really. Informative, but also including things that are tangible takeaways that you can actually implement today or tomorrow. So, I hope that you learned something new today. I hope that this inspired you to be a little bit more mindful about what you choose to put on your body, in your body, all of it. And I hope, most of all, that you feel empowered knowing this information and that you don't feel fearful. And if you do, you know, reach out to me on Instagram. We can chat. I definitely don't want anyone to be scared but I do feel like this was a really important conversation. So I'm glad that a lot of you reached out and asked me to do this episode this week. Let me know what you thought of the episode and let me know also if you want me to have more experts in these topics come onto the show so we can continue the conversation. We can have experts on lymphatic drainage and on clean living, on non-toxic skincare, on EMFs, all of it. I can definitely make that happen. So I I would really love to hear what you think. I'm so glad you stayed till the end if you're still listening to this, and I can't wait to talk to you guys in a couple weeks on our next episode, and we'll be back to guest episodes in the next episode, so I'm excited. We have a really great guest planned for the next one, and I thank you all for listening once again. I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day whenever you're listening to this, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.